Welcome back to episode number 143 of the NP Dude. This is Jeff, the NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's everybody out there. I don't care who you are. If you're having questions, concerns, headaches, problems, issues, doesn't matter. Email me, jeff at the npdude.com. I'll do my best to get back to you. If uh, I can't get back to you, I'll make a podcast. If I can't make a podcast, then it'll sit in the back burner until I can make a podcast or get back to you because I'm super duper busy. It's summertime now, too, so it's beautiful out. It's been hot. The kids have been wanting to play. They've been going camping. We've been going camping. I've been dropping them off with the parents. They've been having a lot of fun, so it's been great, but it is really busy time of year for everybody, so please bear with me, <laughs> and so if I don't get a podcast out for a couple weeks, it's because I'm trying to get to it. I really am. It's really always, oh, there's a deer. There's a deer's walking into the cornfield. Um... How do you support the show? You guys know how to support the show. He completely disappeared into a cornfield. I can't even see him. Well, it's amazing. Um, you know how to support the show. You like and share on Facebook and iTunes. You give me a rating. Um, you tell your buddies at school and say there's this crazy guy that's talking about you know legal, ethical, moral, the practice-related issues affecting nurse practitioners. And you let them know. That's the best way to do it. If you want to support me financially, there's two primary ways you can do it. Three if you really count the t-shirts. But the t-shirts, I don't make any money, so I'm not going to count that. The first is the Amazon affiliate. It is a great way to support the show. It doesn't cost you anything. That's why I like it. If you're like, man, I'm strapped, but you know what? I buy this stuff every day anyways. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy it through Amazon, probably save a little bit of money compared to what you'd buy it at the local Walmart or whatever, and have it delivered right to your house for nothing to, to no extra charge and I get a kickback of that that's awesome how do you do it you go to my website thenpdude.com click on the Amazon banner it takes you to Amazon you do the purchasing you otherwise would have and uh, like I said it gets me a couple percent of your purchase it's awesome it's a great way the other way is you can hit that big old fat donate button I've gotten a couple big donations in the last eh, big to me I mean I'm talking triple digits that's a big donation but, you know, if I get 10 bucks, it's awesome. I'll take it. I promise I will. And I'm going to use it for web hosting and trying to develop this program and make it make it more than what it is today. And um, that's, that's really what it is. I'm never going to get rich doing this. I'm really doing this more for uh, just trying to get my knowledge out to you guys so that if there's something that I know and you guys are struggling with it, I'm going to help you. Or if you want it analyzed, you know, uh, engineers, lawyers analytical brain thrown on something with a business flair um that's a good that's a good point of, point of view as well so i want to talk about the facebook um thread that i was involved in it's an ohio specific one but it could affect other people in other states as well i know some people hate it when i talk about ohio but guess what it affects a lot of us because a lot of us have the same circumstance here's the the hype the the situation it's not even hypothetical it's the actual actuality in in Ohio, we have a rule. It's 4723-9-10. I've quoted it so many times, I know it by heart now. And it's basically everything that an EPRN needs to know before they can prescribe a medication. So it's basically what gives us our prescriptive authority, how they're going to govern it. It's part of the Ohio Administrative Code, so it's not the revised code. We've gone through that in the past, but it's worth touching on again because people forget what the, what the rules are and how they get developed and what, what it means. The Ohio Revised Code, a revised code, um, or a code, 
is the other generic way, like the U.S. Code would be the federal version of this, is the actual law that the, that the legislature has enacted. And usually in that law, they defer or they give generalizations for agencies, the cops, the popo, to come down with whatever regulatory regulations, got it? Whatever regulations that they want to impose and how they're going to enforce the code. So the Ohio Administrative Code is the rule that was adopted of, of how the um, 4723.910 is the rule that was adopted by the Board of Nursing ages ago. This is an older code. It's not, I don't know what the date is, eight years ago maybe? I don't know. It's probably pre-consensus model, if I was guessing. But it doesn't really matter. The, the problem with this section is that in there it says everybody wants to know what can I, what's the rules about refills? I've never met this patient, never seen him in their life. They're a patient of the practice and I want to refill their medicine because Dr. So-and-so or nurse practitioner, you know, Jane or, or whoever is no longer in this practice, like they're completely gone and you've inherited these patients or they're on vacation. And the way the rule currently reads is it says that you have to have a patient uh, practitioner relationship. And then it says may include, but not exclude, but, but not, it's not all encompassing. And there's a couple of things. One is that you have to do an assessment, physical or, or, you know, history. Okay. So it depends on the circumstance. So if you're going to give an antibiotic, you better do a physical assessment because you need to look in their throat to see if they truly have plaques. Do they really need an antibiotic? Okay. If it's, if it's psych, you know, you could probably do telehealth and make that work in the rules, but I'm not sure. Nobody's given any guidance on that. People assume that you can. All right. So that's one of that's section, subsection B, I think. I don't know. Like, I don't have memorized as far as the subsections, but the other ones are, um, you know, it's not a family member unless they're a patient of the practice. Um, you can't give out controlled, you know, refills like that type of thing. But basically, it comes down to the fact that you got to have a relationship. And and the closer, the, and it's a continuum, people want to argue with me. Every time I say, well, you might want to be careful with that. Because you see people post stupid things on Facebook like, hey, when uh, my doc's out, I just refill them for six months. And, you know, just don't worry about it. Come in and see us when your next scheduled appointment is. Don't worry about it. Well, how do you know? Oh, it's just meth. Nobody should go without their metformin. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, maybe they should if their kidney function's 40. <laughs> if they got a GFR of 40, you stop the you stop it. You could cause them to go hypoglycemic and die. Uh, you just can't categorically refill medicines, in my opinion. You need to you need to have a patient relationship that's closer. So some people say, well, we we have a process that we do, and we you know it's been reviewed by our attorneys, and we we are very confident that we are following the letter of the law. You're not following the letter of the law because the law is ambiguous. So that in and of itself is when you when you hear somebody say, well, our lawyers said it's okay. That rule is so vague and and not helpful. That, that it doesn't give you the guidance that you would want to know. Can you refill meds? Can you not? Because it's it's kind of fact-specific. So I kind of get why they say that. But for me, my rule of thumb is this. If I'm going to refill a medicine, I better have seen them for that same condition. So if I saw somebody for a sore throat, and only a sore throat, but they happen to be a diabetic, and I didn't see them for their diabetes, and I didn't really check their... I mean, 
You see what I'm saying? I'd say, you know what? You're out of your medicines. You don't do that. <laughs> I would smack him in the forehead with a tack hammer and say, don't show up at the last minute saying, I'm out of medicines on a Friday night and you're on call. And so I'm on call. You, refilling medicines is not what call is for. That's not what that's for. So I I, mean, I, I kind of understand the rule and I, I'm, I've kind of beat myself into the rule. Now, do I think the rule could be more clear? I absolutely do. But I also think that people need to have res- personal responsibility with their license. And if somebody something, and I know it's a medicine that, that you know, like uh, they want their Lasix refilled and I don't see any recent lab work on them. I don't know what the potassium is. Do I need to give them a supplement or not? Am I going to throw them into dysrhythmia if I give them a, the, too much Lasix and they take too much of it? I don't know. I need to see them. Get them on my schedule. I'll jam them in. I will. But the, the policy of the practice should be that you don't just categorically refill other people's medicines. That's that's horrible practice. That's, ne- that's borderline negligence, in my opinion. You don't know everything about this person. You don't know if, they, if they're compliant with taking their medicines. You don't know what, if they're... You, you don't know anything about them. And if it's, if it's been a period of time of more than three or six months since their last visit, they needed a visit anyways. So have them come in and get an appointment. I don't, I don't know why everybody's balking so much. You know, yelling at me. I'm just telling you what the rule says. Here's the rule. I actually snapshot, took a snapshot and threw it up on there multiple times. I said, look, I'm not arguing against what you're doing. I'm just telling you be educated with what the rules are. So the point is, is in your state, you need to understand what your rules are. Period. I had one person say in that thread, I thought there was an exception somewhere that said we could just refill meds. No, my doctor said that's true. Well, bullshit. He wants you to do all his junk work. He wants you to be a lackey and refill his refills for him so he doesn't have to deal with all of it. You're doing his administrative BS and you're taking the liability. Think about it this way. If somebody were to get seriously injured from a medicine, I don't even care what the medicine is. Fluoroquinolone for an antibiotic... Uh, you gave them too much Lasix and they had a dysrhythmia and died of MI. Um, I don't care. Pick pick a medicine. You know, lisinopril and you killed their kidneys. I don't know, right? I mean, pick a, pick your poison. Doesn't matter. Literally, pick your poison. And at the end of the day, what happens is your name's on the bottle. Your name is on the bottle. You gotta make sure that you're clear with that. You, you gotta be okay with it. I just, the, the lawyer in me cringes every time I see somebody say, oh, I just refill all their meds for them. I don't care. Oh, it's just a routine meds. It's just a routine meds. They've been taking it for years. That's fine. They've been taking it for years, but maybe they really haven't been taking it. Their kidney function's crap now and they can't clear it. You have to be safe with your license and you can't trust other people. Here was the other issue about that. Oh, the lawyers told us it was okay. Who hired those lawyers? And what was the scope of review that they were doing? I guarantee that the physicians that own that practice went into the law office and said, look, we want to make our job easier and we want these nurse practitioners to go ahead and refill our medicines for us and we want to we want to just make it easier for us. So we want these physician extenders to do that, right? That, that would be a kind of a function of a physician extender. And, and so... They, they say, well, okay, yeah, we'll look at with that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I don't see any real problem. It's their license anyway, so, you know, I mean, it, probably the risk is low, and it probably is, but it's not their license. It's not that MD's or DO's license. It's your license. 
Come on, buddy, turn. He just threw a cigarette out the window. I want to punch people when they do that. Does that make, does that make you frustrated, people? When you see them throw cigarettes out the window? It makes me frustrated. All right, keep your license. Keep it safe. It is your most valuable possession. Please protect it. Don't do stupid things with it. Make sure that if you, if somebody makes a claim, that you understand where, which direction that claim is coming from. Is it from a practice? Is it from another APRN? Is it from somebody like a lawyer that's an APRN? <laughs> it's kind of giving you a little nudge in the direction of, hey, come on, guys. And and I even made the comment: the board is listening and watching everything you guys say, and you guys still admit that you're violating the rule not all of the people on there some of them were like smart say i did that used to do that and they realized that was wrong and i shouldn't have done it and i don't do that anymore and there's a little half the other people were like "Eh, we have a policy that covers us that's fine what we did in our practice is we actually had standing orders for the rn to refill routine medicines until the next visit which was usually within three weeks so they gave them what's worth and if it was longer than that we got them an appointment sooner and if they missed that appointment, then we, we would document they missed the appointment. They would call in. We'd give them another month. And then two missed appointments, we sent them a letter, discharge them from the practice. Because we're not in the business of giving you month-to-month medicines without seeing you because the liability is there. And uh, we're not getting paid. So sorry, I'm not going to take liability for nothing. I better get paid for it. That's the whole point. All right. Contract. This is a general one because I've gotten about four of these in the last week and um, they're the same theme. So it doesn't matter. You you guys will know who you are and I'm going to answer because I can't answer it in a reply email. I'm going to answer it right now. Hypothetical. And you can fill in the blanks with whatever numbers or benefits or whatever it is you want because it doesn't matter. I want to know if this is a good deal, Jeff. Can you help me review this? I'm getting offered blank amount of money per year paid out blank i am going to get blank numbers of weeks vacation and blank cmes and this blank and that blank and all the other blanks that are i don't know if that's a good deal is it a good deal for you that's the question i can't answer those guys i can't tell you if you're getting a good deal i can tell you if you're getting a good deal in northeast ohio even central ohio northwest ohio i mean i could kind of get get that but i have no idea where you were located and i'm not going to go and say oh yeah it's a good deal take it it turns out to be a turd and then you come back and be pissed at me um that's not what i do you need to evaluate the deal for you not not me for you i can't tell these people what to do they want me to tell them what to do tell me what to do should i take it or not no (laughs) no i'm never going to do that so if you want me to review a deal i'm never going to do it so don't even waste the hour it takes to type out three you know pages worth of deal because i'm not going to review that for you that's just not going to happen if you have a specific question in your deal like hey what does this mean i'm happy to help with that i'll explain away all that stuff to you guys but i'm not going to sit there and go through a whole deal it's just it's, it's silliness you you have to evaluate that and you see enough of those posted on the facebook forums and people will chime in and you will see why it's silliness because it's so very subjective that if you look at the, the comments in one of those, every single person, there's like 500 different comments. And out of the 500 comments, there's 350 different versions of what they would accept. So it's extremely subjective. 
So asking someone's opinion about, you know, a deal, you better be ready for, you know, the onslaught of, you know, confusion. It's not going to help you. It really won't. What you need to do is figure out what you want, what you're worth, what the offer is, and if you want to do it. And if that if you want to do it, then you got to figure out what the numbers are for you. What do you think you can bring in? How much do you think you're really worth? And you got to be honest with yourself. I've had people come and say, oh, I'm worth 150. Well, that's great. You're probably not going to get that. You might shoot for it. I don't care. But they might just skip you over and go to somebody for 110. So you got to be careful. You can't shoot yourself in the foot by going, you know, insane numbers. Now, you take a lower number first and then you work your way up. Sure. It's always an option. It's absolutely an option. All right, guys, we're, this is going to be a short one because I'm flying to work. No traffic today. It's been pretty good. So, um, I don't know. What else you guys want to talk about? Oh, CNPC uh, group. I, we, or we, uh, I made a post on there the other day that was somewhat ambiguous, and I was talking. I made a statement, just one statement. And the statement went, um, you know, here's a tidbit of information from... Uh, from a white paper review that we're doing through the ACCNP. And, um, I just, it, the reason I posted it was I kept coming back to that thought, that concept. And the concept is, is that NONPF, right? Non, pff, I love, I love that. I love acronyms that just don't, don't, you can't say them well. If you have to say that the letters out, then you know, it, it makes it more difficult, right? ACCNP, it kind of rolls off the tongue, but NONPF, that, that's okay, but non it's just silliness, right? All right, anyways, so non has their um, white papers. They don't have any recent ones. They don't have any opinion white papers since like 2012, 13, there was like a couple in there. So we're going back six years to review their opinions of things because that's, you know, so if there's a comment of people saying, oh, why are you reviewing their old stuff? Well, that, that's the latest. There, there isn't really much since then. They haven't really done anything. They haven't really said anything. So we're, we're, we're hitting the things that we see that have been published so that we can evaluate whether we agree or not. And one of the things we saw was the acute care NP versus the primary care NP and how that should be determined as far as scope of practice. And they did a white paper on it, and I'm not going to lie to you, it hurt reading it. It was so piss poor. It was horrible. The wording was horrible. The concepts were horrible. It, you could tell they slapped it together and put it out, and it was all based upon an agenda, not based upon rational thought. And so when, when I read that thing, I was frustrated because I'm like, I can't believe this is what our leaders are putting out. non in case you guys are wondering, is the National Organization of Nurse Practitioner Faculty. So it's these are the professors that get, that have worked together to try to improve nursing education and nurse practitioners. The non 2012 article, one of the main premises was that the standard of care, or I'm sorry, the um, scope of practice for APRNs needs to be delineated based upon, in theory, based upon the, um, the population foci, which is what the, the, the consensus model 
was trying to do, but it completely left out the the um, the acute care and the primary care type people. And the problem is, is that they keep saying this, that it's not based upon setting, it's based upon the population of the people that you're treating. That's the scope of practice, line in the sand that they're using. The problem is, is that every example that anybody ever uses, it comes down to where they're working. So you understand why people are confused? Do you understand why, why, why uh, administrators of hospitals are kicking people out of their hospitals or making them go back for a postmaster certification? It's, it's silliness. Instead of saying, you know what, the consensus model didn't address it, and we agree that they didn't address it, and we need to come up with a better way of fixing that and coming up with a, a true way to delineate what scope of practice is, they, they don't. They just double down on this crappy piece of paper that didn't really give any good guidance on this, and it's still to this day, 10 years later, a problem. Still a problem. Yeah, we're, we're of this huge push towards the consensus model, but it's a problem, but we don't, we're just going to sweep it under the rug and pretend like it's not a problem. That's what the problem is, right? That they're willing to double down on this document. They need to fix this and scrap that and start over. They'd gain a lot more respect in the healthcare community if they said, you know what, we tried with that. It didn't work out so well. It worked for the roles, you know, the four roles, CNS, CNP, uh, uh, midwives, and uh, anesthesia. Those are your four roles. And it uh, gave title protection. So for that, I applaud you. Awesome. Great work. For the rest of it, it didn't work at all. So scrap it. Keep what we got and move on. And you don't have to say anything about it. Just say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to amend the model and then completely scrap it and rewrite the thing. That's what needs to happen. Maybe we will do it at ACCNP. I don't know. We're, we're, we're trying. We're trying to keep our head above water. We're just getting people on board and, and, and uh, just the pressure on these people that we're trying to put to, to do the right thing. Improve education, for crying out loud. Improve admissions criteria. Do the right thing. Come on. It's ridiculous. No, we're just going to you know, let, let people just open and roll and, you know. Are you breathing? Yeah, all right. You got, what's your GPA? 3.0. All right. Yeah, you're good. We'll bring you in. This That's that's too open. Quality is dropping like a rock. We need to, we need to improve education. So the one statement that I made, and I don't remember it verbatim, but the concept was that they're saying that um, they, they made the, the categorical statement that you have to, to expand your scope of practice, it is mandatory for you to get formal postmaster's education, is what they're saying. That's the concept. You, you have to go back and get a postmaster certification. And you, again, these are the educators, so you know it's in their best interest to say that. So they have a vested interest for you to go back. So they, they, they say you have to go back and get some more schooling, and then you have to recertify with a different certification test um, that would allow you to do whatever that expanded scope of practice would be. And the problem with that is when you are in clinical as a nurse practitioner, you find your clinical, you find your preceptor, you manage your preceptor, a lot of them, you do a lot of that legwork, they are hands off, free education for them, right, 
it's some somebody's not getting paid to teach you and they get the money for the, the program and um, they really don't have to manage much you know how many you know where's your patient list and uh, you know they come out and do a site visit if you're lucky right and the problem with that is is if you are before graduation and certification you getting experience on your own is acceptable to expand your scope of practice. But after you graduate, when you're actually working and you actually have a vested interest, like I could lose my license if I screw this up um, and you could get fired and there's, you know, you look, you look stupid in your community. It, it be, there's a lot of vested interest as an NP to do the right thing once you're graduated and certified. So for you to expand your scope of practice at that point, they don't take training experience, knowledge, skill, all those things that happens after. I just thought that was just extremely uh, condescending. And so that was the word I used in my sentence. People, Some people are like, can you change the word? And I'm like, yeah, I probably will. I don't know. But it's, it, I, got the, I got the point across. People read it because of that. And they realized, oh my God, they seriously, that that's, puts it in perspective. So when you're a student, it's okay, but you know because you're there getting paid. But after you're a, stu you're a student, after you're certified, it's not okay. Oh, whoa, 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 we got to bring that back in. Under our, we, we're, we're the only ones that can protect the public from you. Bullshit. That's what I have to say about that. It's bull. It's complete bull. So anyways, that was interesting. The white paper is up on the ACCNP, um, or the white paper review is up on ACCNP.org. You guys can go take a look at that. I put a post to it uh, to the CMPC group, so those of you guys that are in there, you probably already have seen it. Take a look at it. It's, it's toned down, but it, it's professionally written, and um, we expose the, uh, the non-lack-of-rational uh, thought is really what it comes down to. They just didn't, they have an objective and they didn't use rational thought to get there. So please go look at that. Um, if you guys have um, comments, questions, concerns, even for the ACCNP, we're looking for leaders in ACCNP. We're looking for committee leaders as well as committee members um, because we want to expand this thing to uh, to do a lot more than what, what we're doing right now. And um, But we're, we're doing a massive amount of work in a very short period of time to get this thing up and running and uh, try to turn things around before it becomes too late. So if you want to be part of that and you want to help create something that's really awesome and uh, is going to be uh, promoting our profession into the next decades, uh, please join. Uh, we'll take anybody that wants to join and be a part of it. So um, if you're working today... We're on a Thursday, so uh, not the craziness of the weekend, but uh, the aftermath of the 4th of July. So if you're working, be smart, be safe, and we'll talk soon.